welcome to Restoration Radio Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus and testimony of how he has and is working in our lives today. Our podcast is committed to improving the lives of those in need through the gospel of Christ and real-life testimony. Discover what Jesus has done for us and others, but most importantly, what can he do for you? Welcome uh, to our very first podcast episode, and I want to first take a moment to thank everybody out there, including our sponsors. That's right, we are Restoration Radio, and we are being powered by the Entry Tech Solutions of North Texas, your solution to low-voltage access. They offer advanced card readers, access control software, and improved access control. They are your one-stop shop for low-voltage access solutions. Give them a call today or visit them online. That's right, 940-458-8517 or EntryTechSolutions.net. Call and get your quote today. That's right, our good friends Daniel and Dale over there. We do give them a very big thank you for supporting us with Restoration of the Spectrum and, of course, this particular ministry, of the Restoration Radio Show. With this being our very first episode, I thought I would take the time to just go ahead and introduce myself. I am Josh, and I will be your host on the Restoration Radio Podcast. A little bit about uh, myself, I figured that uh, that might be a good idea as to why you would want to listen to our show, (laughs) and uh, what gives me the, um, I guess, the the privilege to be here, or or what makes it uh, okay for me to tell you these things. Well, One of the things that I have to say about this particular podcast is that we are all about sharing the gospel of Christ. And and today, uh, in order to get started with our very first show, I want to go ahead and just tell you guys just a little bit about myself and about how I learned early on that I couldn't figure it out for myself. And if you're in that situation and if if you're there and you know, you're trying to figure out, well, hey, how do I figure this thing out? How do I do it, right? How, how do I go about figuring this thing out by myself? Well, here, let me help you. You can't, okay? This thing that we call life is just that. It's life, and it's it's difficult. It's designed to be that way, right? Because life is hard. You've heard it growing up. You've heard it all throughout your life. Life is not easy. Life is hard, right? You tell your parents growing up, you know, I remember as a kid, I'd be like, oh, well, Mom, Dad, that was hard. And they're like, well, son, life is hard. And I really didn't know what that meant. I really didn't understand what that meant until I got in the situation where I was like, oh, okay, life is hard. And then I started to realize that life is hard, but it's harder without Jesus. And, and you know, for somebody who has lived that life and, and has been there, and that is what has inspired me to do the podcast is, is by the, the sheer fact of living and, and going down those roads from being abused as a child to running away from home to uh, running a, a gentleman's club at, uh, you know, 16 years old. I was working in a, in a gentleman's club in Metairie, Louisiana. And, uh, you know, I, I had I went to an all-Catholic uh, at that time school and was paid for the whole thing. And, I mean, you know, if you don't know, Catholic education in a private or Catholic school was not cheap. And, of course, I had, uh, you know, education paid for. And then I decided that, oh, well, hey, it's a, it's a good idea to, drop out and uh you know make it uh, a career as i thought it would be at that time in the gentleman's club world and you know i would come home from school at that point and change clothes out of my uniform into my nice clothes you know and then i'd go on up there to the old uh, 
the old club and I'd start working for the night and it was like, well, you know, and then I realized early on that there was a lot of money involved in that, you know, and how that all came to be is uh, is very, I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version because I do have a book coming out here at the end of August, beginning of September from Broken to Blessed. It's being edited right now, but in the, in the book, I, I go into a lot more detail about what had happened, but long story short, I figured out early on after I, I lost my grandfather at 16 years old, and for me, that was the that was the ending point, you know, there's a guy that, that took care of me and protected me and made sure that I was living right and that I knew, I knew how to, how to live and, and how to be a man, and he took care of my grandmother, and I knew he always shared with me how much he cared for her, and of course, there's a lot of stories you can pick up in the book about that as well, but anyway, when I lost him, I decided to go out into the world, and, and that was the beginning of the devil really having his claws in me, and again, I, I had grown up in a very rough, uh, you know, childhood, being uh, from divorced parents very early on, you know, my I was a mistake, you'll learn about that too in the book, my, uh, well, I wasn't supposed to be here, I was an accident, how all that happened, and uh, anyway, but, you know, God doesn't make accidents, and that's another lesson that I learned along the way, was God doesn't make accidents. We're here for a reason, folks, and um, each and every one of you are here for a reason, regardless of what you think. I mean, you may think, eh, well, you know, I don't have a purpose. No, no, no. You do, and God has a purpose for you, and sometimes it just takes a little while for us to figure out what that purpose is. And I mean, it took me almost 40 years until I figured it out anyway, but uh, so I got into the business early on, and kind of went from that point to moving right on down the road to just continuing, right, continuing to uh, to do that. And, and it, it's the lesson here that I want you to know is that the devil makes it very easy, right? devil makes it extremely easy because he shows us the good side of, of, of the stuff but not the bad side, right? So here I am at 16 years old and I have access to all these women and I have access to, you know, lots of different things that a uh, 16-year-old, uh, boy in the middle of you know puberty and growing up probably well definitely should not be in the middle of but I was at that time and as I'm going through this and trying to figure out I I learned that I can make cash really easy I started out and long story short there I was sitting at the bar because I was dating a girl who was a dancer at the time and uh, she was 20 something 23 24 of course I was 16 this was many years ago so uh, you know, I was sitting there in, uh, at the bar, and I always was able to grow, you know, facial hair and, and talked a lot older than what I was, mainly because I was raised around all adults, so I had a very adult personality. And back in those days, it, the background process and checks and all that stuff, especially in these businesses, was not as uh, in-depth as what it is today. And I could or could not be because they were doing illegal stuff. I, but uh, either way, nobody checked. You know, I was just sitting there at the bar, and, you know, I was uh, having my, my Tom Collins. I always made sure I picked the oldest drink in the book, and, you know, I made sure that I had some great big story. And when the owner came up and said, hey, what do you do? You know, I told him I had worked for, I was a longshoreman on the river because that's what my grandpa did, you know, and I gave him the story, and all of a sudden he's like, hey, you want to work the door? You know, I'm pretty sure this guy they called uh, Winky who worked the door was stealing from him, you know, just robbing the place. And, taken out of the cash register, sticky finger situation. Oh, we'll give you, you know, six, seven hundred dollars. I forgot really to tell you the truth, honestly, but it was whatever it was. It was, a, a, you know, a, a substantial amount of money a week for somebody my age, you know, at 16 years old who had access to all the things I had access to. And on top of that, I had cash coming in at the same time. So, of course, I was the, you know, main guy and I'd let my 
you know, high school friends come in free, so it got me popularity there, and it got, I made a lot of friends, and I saw a lot of things with a lot of people. I saw a lot of things with a lot of the girls there as well. And So anyway, uh, that was pretty much my 16 all the way up until, you know, I, I decided that um, I was going to drop out of high school three weeks before graduation. That's right, 21 days, ladies and gentlemen, or not 21 days, I guess 15 days on that, but 15 days before dropped out and uh it was by the grace of my mom who was affiliated with the church at the time had a homeschool co-op which is part of the reason why restoration of the spectrum offers uh education of the spectrum which is our homeschool program through the accelerated christian education program it's to there to help people and children or teens who made the same mistake that i did but to hopefully narrow the road and keep them from going down the, the the big wide road right that leads to destruction because we know that the enemy comes to lie kill and steal so the path to the cross is a narrow one and we want to make sure that we allow uh, children the opportunity who have for one reason or another had to drop out or dropped out to not make the same mistakes i did but rather do the opposite find jesus and uh get get on that path but anyway so that kind of led to, uh, you know, me joining the, the military several uh, years later. Uh, there was a stolen car, some drugs, and some other stuff involved there. Uh, but then I, I finally ended up in the situation where my family had missed me. Everybody was missing me. I had missed Christmases, Thanksgivings, all these things. And I finally got to the point where I decided that I was going to uh, enlist in the Coast Guard and try and change my life and around. And I did. I enlisted in the reserves and uh, came back and did some active duty time and you know, everything went well, and that was from about 18 to, you know, 21. As soon as I hit 21, I joined the New Orleans Police Department, and that lasted all the way up until I ended up making a mistake that cost me my entire career um, and uh, cost me, found myself checking into the Orleans Parish uh, Criminal, uh, Orleans Parish Prison there, OPP, or Central Lockup, rather, and, uh, you know, that was that was the end of that. And at that point, I had lost my police career. I had lost my Coast Guard career and, uh, you know, all of those things, obviously, think by the grace of God. And, 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 I, and I really want to say that because, you know, there are times in our lives where we look and go, God, where were you, right? Where where were you? What Where were you at during this time? And now I look back and I can see those times and I see those places exactly where he was every step of the way. I just, I, I didn't know he was there because I didn't have the relationship with him that I have now. So I didn't know that that's what it was then. I just thought it was luck, right? Well, I'm here to tell you that luck is not the thing. The Holy Spirit, the belief in, in the Lord himself is, is what did that. But anyway, I was able to make it through a lot of those uh, things, right? And then, of course, after I ended up myself without a job again, I ended up back into the adult entertainment industry, which took me all across the Midwest, East Coast, and there's a lot more fun stuff in that, but we won't dive into that in this episode. But just know that there was a lot of things in there, and I went down a lot of dark roads because, again, the, the, the devil takes, the enemy takes, right? He takes everything, and he makes it look so nice and pretty without showing you the other side of, the, of that, right? He doesn't want you to see the bad stuff. He wants you to see the good stuff. He don't want you to see, oh, well, hey, here, here. yeah, if you do this, this is what's going to happen, and what's going to happen is not going to be nearly as nice as, what you know what you're looking at is consequences to what you're doing as, as it are he doesn't want you to see the consequences because if you see the consequences and you're not gonna you're not gonna follow what he wants you to do to begin with right so there's a whole big thing behind that so just remember that as you travel through life that just because something looks good 
doesn't mean that it is good. Point of the story is that it's it's probably not, right? And the reason I say that is because, yes, it may look good, and yes, it may appear to be well, but just know that the enemy knows you. He knows you very well, and he knows what appeals to you, and he knows how he can get to you, and he knows what person or what demon that's assigned to you is going to be able to get through to you and play on your emotions and play on the things that you, whether it's lust or whether it's alcohol or whether it's whatever it is, whatever your weakness is, right? Those are the things that he will play on, the things that make you feel good, right? He wants you to think that, oh, they make me feel good, so they can't be bad. Even though God says they're bad and the Word says that they're bad, they, he wants you to think that they're not bad, right? It's just if you go back into Genesis 1 and, and look at what he told, you know, uh, look at what he told Eve and, and then look at what, what he told Jesus when he was in the garden, you know, if you just do this for me or, or or do that for me or worship me and i you know i'll do this right and and jesus but jesus was 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 armed and jesus was ready because jesus knew what he was walking into and jesus was armed with the word of god and that's the big difference between us and him right being armed with the word of god and and, and that's what jesus combated him with all the way up until when he told them to be gone right was was the word of god so you just have to keep that in mind as you go through life and in realizing that hey man everything that looks good sure getting drunk all the time doing drugs all the time i had drugs i had women i had alcohol i had all of those things at my ready disposable for many years and i'm talking multiple women multiple relationships all these kinds of things and all that certainly you know i the devil had me believing oh this is this looks good this is beautiful this is this is what life is all about what it ended up doing was leading me down a wrong dark lonely road of depression so, anyway, uh, that's why I'm here to tell you that uh, I, I have some experience with that, and I can tell you and share with you plenty of those life stories. And uh, you know, bottom line is you don't have to stay where you're at. Right, that's the big thing. You don't have to stay where you're at, and don't. I encourage you not to. You don't have to stay where you're at. Just because you're there doesn't mean that's where you have to stay. It just means that that's where you are. And there is a way out. It's, it's called the Word. It's called Jesus. It's called diving. It's called committing. Now my relationship with the Lord is so much different that now I can tell the enemy before the attacks start, get behind me. I mean, people would think I was nuts half the time because I start and say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, get away. I cast you into the, in, into the abyss. Just go. Be gone. Do not come around me today. Uh, you know, not, not, no, don't. And I start off letting him know verbally, out loud. Letting him know that, hey, you are not welcome here. I don't want to have any part of you. I don't want to deal with you. You are not welcome here. Kick rocks. Get up the road. Hit the highway. Hit the road, Jack. However you want to put it. But be gone. And, uh, and, and Jesus gave us that power to be able to do that when he died and made that ultimate sacrifice and defeated, defeated the enemy once and for all. So, uh, so the 2011 call that came in for me was ignored. I uh, did ignore it. I was on my way from Baltimore, Maryland to... Uh, St. Louis, Missouri, after my, I believe that was my 30th birthday. That's right, my 30th birthday. I was uh, in the, woke up in a closet in one of the clubs covered in uh, vomit and uh, completely hung over with some random person, random female that I didn't know at the time. And uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting evening I spent there. And uh, that ended up bringing me on back down to, uh, St. Louis, and that I was living in Collinsville, Illinois at the time, just outside of St. Louis, and, and that drive, that, that, that moment, that time, rather, that I, I spent, the Lord was 
trying to tell me at that time that, you know, hey, this is not what you want. This is not good. I even had some people that, you know, came up later on down the road that told me about it and told me, hey, this is not what you want to do. This is, take a look at your kids. You want your kids to know you for doing these things. You want your kids to know you for doing, you know, radio and promoting these strip clubs. And, and, and I was all over the radio. I was in commercials. I was on uh, on, what do you call, reality TV shoots. I mean, I was all over the place in different things that this company was trying to do. And they they knew that I, you know, uh, that I was fairly good at doing the entertainment stuff. But the thing is, the Lord gave me a certain set of gifts. And those certain set of gifts I was not using to benefit the Lord. I was using to benefit the enemy. Because the enemy also knew that the Lord had given me a, that set of gifts. right? But because, don't, don't mistake it. Now, the enemy does know the scriptures, okay? He knows the scriptures. He doesn't have a problem with you being in church. He doesn't have a problem with you. Uh, it's having a relationship with the Lord that causes problems for the enemy. Because then when you have that relationship with him and you can talk to him and you become a child of the living God, which happened for me in 2019 when I answered the call. When I answered the call and, I, and the Lord called and said, that's when I knew. Right then and there, and that's when I answered that call. I was on a retreat, and I was in silence, and I was praying in that moments of silent time and just deep in prayer. You know, I was able to reflect, and I knew that the Lord had something bigger for me. I didn't know what it was, and really and truly, I still don't know what it was or is. I just, now I'm on the Lord's time, and, and I'm on the Lord's agenda, and people say, what are you doing? And I said, well, whatever the Lord's going to have me do for the day. And, and I'm able to do that now because I submitted to him and I gave my entire life to him. And I said, Lord, as long as I got left on this earth, I'm going to do your work. And, and that's what I want to do. And that all happened, you know, around that time. And I was still going through a lot. Don't get me wrong. Even, even after that, even after that realization came, there was still, the enemy still came in, right? Because just because I had gone through that stuff, just because I had decided that I was going to do that, again, the, 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 the enemy doesn't mind you going to church. The enemy doesn't mind. It's that relationship. It's when you make the decision to have a relationship, a real-life relationship, and a relationship that's so intense that you can just say, Lord, I'm going through this, or Father, I'm going through this. Can you help me? And whatever that may be in the middle of the day, whatever it is, if you need to pray for your neighbor, you need to pray for yourself, whatever. But the enemy doesn't like when you have that kind of relationship where you're able to just call on the Lord. Because, see, here's the thing. Once we give our lives to the Lord, then we're a child of the living God. And once you're a child of the living God, then now you have that relationship, and that causes problems for the enemy. Because then he knows that now you're a child. And because of Jesus' death and ultimate sacrifice on the cross, he has no authority or jurisdiction over us whatsoever. Now, before you make that decision, he has, uh, he has power. People, you know, a lot of times you don't realize how you let him in and the entities that you allow him to come in through and how he comes in. But believe me, I'm taking from living, breathing proof that, that he will use every opportunity to come in that you allowed i moved all the way to collinsville illinois was away from my family didn't attend thanksgivings didn't attend christmases i was living in a house full of strippers i was living with in, in debauchery and alcohol and drugs and sex and all these things that was going on and i just i was doing that for five years i gave up my entire my family life to do that and and my family did stick with me you know by the grace of god and i love them so much god did give me let me tell you something for those you know i, I am very grateful and blessed and thank Always thank the Lord for your blessings, right? Make sure that in prayer you thank the Lord. It's not a Christmas list, but make sure that you thank him when, when you are praying, you know, 
uh, for, for the things that he did. And the, the forgiveness that he has granted, because that's the beautiful thing. Uh, as Jesus says in the prodigal son story, that, you know, our parable, that, you know, he, he we, we are the prodigal children, and he's just waiting for us to come home. And the beauty is, once you come home, then it's, uh, you're just, you're in such a beautiful place. And um, so many wonderful things happened. And then right after that, shortly after that, uh, I uh, met my wife, which is a, a wonderful story, and, and uh, that, that story will be for another time. Maybe we can get her on the show, but uh, that, that's another another time. Uh, but the best thing ever happened to me, certainly, and allowed me to do a lot more. And then I went uh, public with my faith at that point, which was called baptism. And, and let me just tell you and, and throw it out there that I was, uh, I was told that I could not practice um, ministry anymore in uh in a particular church and i'm not going to throw that church out there but in a particular church because uh, i was baptized twice and uh that caused great chaos and confusion within the church and i'm going to leave that there because i'm not here to throw stones and uh you know i don't want to do that but i'm just going to tell you again the enemy attacked because it was like he was uh, again trying to well you can't do ministry see it's not worth it see you can't do it but then then I realized that once I went public with my faith and I started to dive in and I started to study biblical and theology and, and work towards my degrees, I started to realize at that point that there's a whole different ball game and everything changes when you commit to the Lord because now you're not walking alone. The enemy has no control over you and you have all the control to tell the enemy to kick rocks and to make your own choices. So after going public with my baptism, I was able to do that, and uh, and that led me to where we are today. So the point of this podcast, uh, as this is episode one of the podcast, is just to let everybody know that, you know, uh, me personally, that's a little bit of my testimony. I don't want to take up the entire, you know, show. Uh, it, would, it would be a, a very long show if I gave you the entire podcast, but again, my book is coming out uh, that'll have, that has all that in it from start to finish, and Everything that happened in between from the police department uh, to, you know, the, the clubs back and forth and uh, 8 Mile and all over the Midwest and the East Coast and uh, New Orleans and so many, so many places. Uh, but anyway, so the bottom line is, is that the uh, point of episode one was just to let you know who I am as your host and I'll be hosting the show. And uh, hopefully we'll have some other co-hosts given their testimony. Um, we have Restoration of the Spectrum which is our parent uh, nonprofit organization and a wonderful and amazing board of directors that are all uh, Christ-centered, Christ-driven, just after the Lord's heart and, uh, and here to help. So we do appreciate uh, each and every one of you for listening. And uh, as we go on, we're going to try and get weekly podcast up and every episode uh, will be something different. I don't know. I'm just going to give it to the Lord and ask the Lord to to let me know who's supposed to be on the show, what we're supposed to be talking about, when we're supposed to post them. Again, remember, I told you that we're on the Lord's time and the Lord's agenda, so I can't really tell you when that's going to happen. But what I can tell you is allowing Jesus to help you, to show you how to get through life and walking with him equals success. Being a child of the living God comes with many benefits, but also comes with obedience. It is all about how and who we choose to walk in this life with that determines the end game. Remember the end game as Christians, as Second Timothy tells us, should be to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, from Jesus, who's advocating for us, to his Father, when we get to heaven. 
Let me pray with you before we go. Father in heaven, I come before you, Lord, and I just thank you for the opportunity to do this podcast. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to share my testimony. Lord, I just pray for every person, man, woman, child, who hears my voice, that they may know, Lord, that you have all the answers. You say clearly in your word that every hair on our head is numbered and that you knew us before we were born. You knew us in the womb before. Lord, I just pray for all those out there who are in need, who need help, who are in need, Lord, that they find you and that they reach out to you, Lord. And I pray for all of those who are listening all across, wherever they're listening at, Lord, that they know that they're loved, and that they're important, and that they mean something to you and to others. And there's always hope in your son Jesus, who gave the ultimate sacrifice of dying on the cross because he knew, you knew, that even though we deserved it, we could not handle it. We thank you for your mercy and grace, which is new each and every day. And Lord, I just pray healing and protection over whoever needs it, and Father, I just pray that more people will come to you and know you as their Father in heaven. We ask all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, don't forget to check out our friends at Entry Technologies of North to East Texas for all your low voltage access needs. EntryTechSolutions.net or give them a call at 940 940- Four five eight eight five one seven for efficiency, precision, safety. Call today for your quote. Make sure you tell them that Josh sent you. Be nice to one another. Be respectful, and remember to always love your neighbor as Christ loved you. Till next time, be blessed. Thank you so much for listening to Restoration Radio Podcast. We certainly appreciate you and hope that you have a very blessed day. Hopefully our message today was inspiring to you. Remember to always be nice to one another. Love each other as Christ loved us. And he died for us. So that's a lot of loving. We do appreciate you. Please know that you'll be in our prayers. And we hope that we are in your prayers as well. Remember, we love you here at Restoration Radio. Jesus loves you. There's nothing you can do about it.